Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Farrell on a bench in the biggest way possible, hanging out a bad seat, a broken eight, a bad apple, a bad attitude, hate around a bunch of bad, under bad, hate, bad law, bad dude, bad rap, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Varela Palacio, right across the room into the woods from where Granny's about to go to bed, so she always likes to hit that purple kush kush. She likes a little chunk of that purple kush kush in New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dress in plastic bags, they're ready to drive in some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do, but all my friends that come around, flats and flats and party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's a tattered, my brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should you be shaking out who? Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Mafia tonight. The number to get on is toll-free, 844-843-6879. Again, if you're slow, 844 843 Six eight seven nine to get benched. Three minutes left at Pittsburgh. Penguins holding on by their necks, two to one over the Islanders. I'm just waiting for the equalizer and the overtime loss. Uh, I mean, for me, ever since they scored on the backhander in the second to make it two one, I thought they would blow this game like they always do against the Islanders. So, I mean, it has just been insanity since that goal. I think the uh, Penguins have had several chances to score, and Varlamov has stoned them every single time with brilliant saves. And then uh, the Islanders have had all kinds of chances against Jari, and he just hasn't uh, broken. He's made some lucky saves, and... I got to tell you, I don't trust that guy as far as I could spit as a goalie uh, in, in this, you know. I mean, every goal he's given up in this series so far, they lost 4-3 in overtime. Every goal was a high riser. They're shooting up on him like nobody's business. Every shot is upstairs because they know he can't stop the, the junk up top. Two minutes left now. And change 205 and rolling. So basically a power play. And you know, at some point they're going to yank Varlam off and get the extra attacker. And the Penguins are either going to get burned and tied up and this game will go to overtime or they'll get an empty netter. It's that simple. But I mean, there has been, I don't even know. I I could be wrong, Mafia, but I'm not sure there's even been a power play in this game. Because I had to... um, I had to like run an errand. And uh, so I was out for a few minutes of it in the second period. And then I caught the rest of it. I saw the Islander goal, blah, blah, blah. And one thing led to another. Now, I could be wrong, but unless I'm mistaken, uh, and I probably am, but I could have sworn. I, I mean, I've watched this game. I'm just going to look at it right now. Team's death. I, I just have to see. Oh, I guess the Penguins have had two power plays. 
I don't even know when those were. I don't remember seeing one at all. But uh, the Islanders have had no power plays. Four penalties to two. So they've had a couple of uh, power plays. Uh, obviously, uh, fights. There were a couple of fights, so they yanked guys off. And now they're giving the Islanders a power play right when I say it. Right when I brought it up. I should have never brought it up. Here's a, a power play for the Islanders with a minute 28 left. Mavia, you know they're going to score. <laughs> I mean, it's just inevitable. The way they lose to this team in the playoffs, you can't tell me you wouldn't pounce on this right now. No, I agree with you. It's always they let them hang around, hang around, and all of a sudden, boom, it's that last one that, that equalizes, like I said, and then they go to overtime, and overtime has been a killer for them against the Islanders. I mean, series against the Islanders have been a killer for them in general, but you can't give them that extra time. They're going to find a way. They're going to claw and scrape and get something in there. Right, so... Uh... We welcome in our radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, near Tijuana, do you wanna? Sports Map, Sports Byline, and Armed Forces Radio, hoorah, soldier, hoorah. So a power play for the Islanders with a minute 28 left in the game. How stupid was that? I think it was a, uh, I could be wrong. I, I saw him throw the pass. Was it uh I mean, it's just a matter of time now here. It's down to a minute 20 on a power play. I just, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. They always blow it. It's unbelievable to me. Right, you know, at some point, they're pulling the extra skater, too, so to get, you know, six on four. So they cleared it there, just missed the open net on the uh, empty netter. They just missed it. Now there's a minute left, plenty of time left. I just don't understand. I'm trying to uh, trying to find what the uh, the call was. I think it was a hand pass or something. I don't even know what they called. I saw him throw the puck, so that must have been it. Penguins trying to clear here, and they do. Oh my God, Tanev hauling ass uh, down to twenty. Five seconds. They're going to have maybe one more push here. Nelson almost turns it over, but doesn't. They still have it in the zone. In front, still loose. They got to clear it once. I mean, this is unbelievable. Can they get it out? There it is. Game over. Penguins win two to one. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. It has come to our attention that some of you are guilty of superstition. Dude, trust us. Winning after an XL pepperoni pie before every game is just a coincidence. Take a breath. And maybe a diabetes test. We're your home for the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench with Scott Farrell on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, Pharrell on the Bench with Mafia. Uh, early uh, in the third, there's about six minutes in. It's 2-1 to one Tampa on the Panthers down in Sunrise, Florida, on the uh, on the South Florida on the East Coast side, down by Miami. They're playing this one, not in Tampa. So, uh, two zip, they let it. Stamkos, his first. Pallad, his first. They did all of that in the first period. And then in the second period, 14-21, Marchment scored to make it 2-1 from Barkoff and uh, Verhage. And that's uh, 2-1 Tampa lead over the Panthers. So here they are with uh, 14 minutes left. They're down a goal. And we'll see if they can do what the Islanders couldn't do in Pittsburgh. They got a goal in the second late. And it was Bailey, a backhander, up top over uh, Jari's shoulder. That made it 2-1. And uh, Bailey's goal, same thing, 14-44 of the second, made it 2-1 from Mayfield and Nelson. Bailey's backhander was beautiful. Early on, Rust, unassisted, caught Varlamov sleeping at the wheel, and he gave up a high riser upstairs. That was one zip, 3-22 into the game. And then Jeff Carter, Scored from McCann and Kapanen made it two zip at 13.07. And then nobody uh, for the Penguins scored the rest of the way. They win it two to one over the Islanders and even that series at one game apiece. I thought that when Bailey scored, Mafia, as I said before, I cannot believe, I, I truly cannot believe they never scored again because. They have lifetime four and one against the Penguins in the playoffs. The last time they played them, they beat them four zip sweep after they won game one, four to three in overtime, just like this year. And then uh, they get down a goal against, in my opinion, a shaky goalie. I, I just, I have no faith in him. There's no way that team wins the Stanley Cup with that guy in goal. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, you You saw him. And, you know, all night Pierre Maguire talked about how brilliant he was. And I won't deny that he did a good job tonight. I won't I won't deny that. But I never felt safe. I never felt safe 
Not for one second did I think they were going to win that game two to one. I, in fact, when I was, I looked at the FanDuel line at, at a, a goal and a half, under four and a half, and it was plus 400 for the Islanders to win the game. And I was like sitting there looking at it going, how can you not, I mean, take the goal and a half, you would have won the bet. And uh, I thought for sure they would tie it and beat them in overtime like they always do. Every time they play Mafia, it's the same story. Uh, the Islanders win. Yeah, they've been their kryptonite even when they're, you know, much better than them at times. I was very surprised. And you said it, you know, when you look at all the shots, they were putting everything upper glove. They're going that high glove hand. They've seen something that they think he can't do there. That he's not quick enough with that part of it, you know, his body. And they're throwing everything high on that glove side and trying to attack him there. But, I mean, the one goal he left tonight, the, the goals the other night, there was a couple of them that he was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, they went through the whole litany of them tonight well, they, they, during the game right after they gave up that goal tonight, the only goal the Islanders scored. But the goal tonight, at least, you know, that was legit. That was just a badass shot. Nothing he could do about it. It doesn't matter if Patrick Waugh was in that. No one's stopping right. that. So you give him credit for, you know, rebounding here today. But they're still, they're shooting high. And we'll see if he, you know, continues to do good like he did tonight against that or if he starts to let them up again like he did in game one. That's going to be something to watch out for. But, I mean, when you got, I was surprised. You know, they, they, went, they had the kid in there. The Islanders in game one, he did a pretty good job. They get the win. And then you put Varlamov in, and what happens? He lets up a softy, easy goal on a terrible turnover for that first one. Like, after that one, you could just feel them deflate a little bit for a while before they really started to recover. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think you can really question Trotz based on um, Varlamov played brilliantly the rest of the way. I mean, the Jeff Carter goal was hard to see. He went all the way around to his right, shot it back to the left, and got it in off the left post. But... Uh, I thought Varlamov, I mean, he made uh, 43 saves, right? He made 43 saves. I thought he played well. Uh, the Islanders out hit the Penguins. Penguins uh, won two more face-offs than the Islanders. 2-1 in power play. So neither team got basically called for Jack. The refs put their whistles away. And there was definitely a cross-check by Bluger in the third late uh, on, uh, I think it was Sezikis or Clutterbuck, one of the two. It was a dirty shot by Bluger that they they blew off. They didn't blow the whistle. But then they gave him that close the hand on the puck penalty late. So with a minute 28 left, they had the uh, power play. And then they pulled the goalie. So they had a two-man advantage. And they, they couldn't get it done in, a, in 90 seconds. So the Penguins escape with their lives. If they blow that game, it's series over. Now, they're playing the next two in the barn at the Coliseum in Long Island. So... That's not going to be easy either. But you see what happens. These teams go on the road. It's a business trip. It's all, all focus. They're the bad guys. They're the villains. They go into these arenas, and they got the hostile environment, crowd going crazy, and they just play their game. And I don't think the Islanders were faced one bit by playing in Pittsburgh at all. And in a game, let's say, hypothetically, let's say it goes to a game uh, – you know, I think it, they go two, two, one, 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 right? So it's uh, game five and game seven in Pittsburgh. Game six would be in in Long Island. Is that about right? Don't they go two, two, one, one, one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. Okay, so a game five and a game seven in Pittsburgh. I don't think the Islanders are going to be phased at all, at all. Let me just say this too about this other game. I'm watching the uh, Lightning right now, and. They're still up 2-1, a power play coming up here for Florida. 
with just under 11 minutes to go in the game. And, you know, I'm watching them. The Panthers beat the Lightning five times this year out of eight. And it doesn't matter because, you know, all that regular season nonsense doesn't even matter because the Lightning won game one, 5-4. And wasn't it Kucherov that scored the late goal to win it? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, No, no, it was Braden Point. Anyway, so, but Kucherov had two goals in the game and an assist. He hadn't played one game the entire year. He comes in and has two goals and an assist. That's crazy. That's how great he is. And then, um, so they win game one. Now they're up. They were up 2 nothing in game two. And when I was watching them play, Mafia, the thing I noticed, and uh, we'll talk to Rick Haro. He's at the game tonight. But they look to me still, you know, in playoff mode, they look like they're still the Stanley Cup champs to me. Like, when I'm watching them play, they still have that edge to them. They still have that, you know, we're the champs. We know it. And we play like it. <laughs> and they have every chance in the world when they have the puck to score. They play great together. And they play great defense. And they got... I mean, they got it all going, this team. They can do whatever they want to anybody. I'm telling you, they are still certainly, you know, I know all these teams in the East think they're better than them. They're just not. And you know it as well as I do, Mafia. They're better than everybody. They are still. It's like the Avalanche. We said they just the speed. They come at you all the time in waves. Like every time you think you got to, you know, you catch a breath, they're coming back at you again. You're always on your heels playing against them. So tough to get guys like that back too. And Kucherov and Stamkos, I thought the first game that, you know, maybe they'll take a game or two for them to really get back to form and get their legs underneath them. No, they picked up right where they left off. They, it was no different. It was like they played the last four months, not like sat them out. Yeah, and now what they've got is – I'm sitting here watching uh, Florida's uh, power play. It's so anemic. It's not even funny. And it's not because they suck. It's because the lightning penalty kill is so good, so strong, so physical, so big, so long. Their defensemen are so long. And they're just, you know, they get the puck on their stick. You can't get the puck away from them. All right, so 2-1. They didn't score on the power play. There's eight and a half minutes left, and the Panthers are down one. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts— to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. problem with people. Everybody expects every team in the effing league to win the Super Bowl. One team wins. The rest of them lose. Nothing for you. How about that? One last indignity. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Uh, Rick Carlos, our sports business legal and hot dog insider on Sports Grid and on Coast to Coast, and Pharrell on the bench on Sports Grid Radio. He is uh, in South Florida and just left the uh, Panther game with the Lightning uh, late in the game here, uh, down 2 1 the Panthers with seven minutes left. They had a power play with. Uh, Little to no effect whatsoever on the game with like, I mean, I didn't see one good shot in the power play. Maybe I'm imagining things, but it's still two to one Tampa. Let's join Rick now on his way home. Uh, I, again, I'm going to say it uh, because it's so painfully obvious to me and you have to just admit it to me. There is absolutely no home ice advantage for them playing in that building. Well, it's loud, but it's loud with no, you know, uh, conceivable advantage to it. Loud in Amelie Arena means Stanley Cup. Uh, loud here. We haven't had a real playoff series since the uh, Panthers lost to the Devils in that seventh game series. I think it was eight or nine years ago. And I remember the rat deal with Van Beesbrook in the 90s when I was doing the whole arena stuff. Uh, this is a very important game, and, and it's slipping away. And uh, you know, th- th- this is uh, hockey in South Florida ought to be the same opportunity as, as hockey in Tampa. Uh, but it hasn't happened that way. And, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, the Panthers really kind of needed this to get back into it. Now, they could win two games over there. You never know. But that usually doesn't happen. Well, I have to say that if I were to, you know, uh, look at the two franchises, um I think the Tampa Bay Lightning have been run better, and I think that they've had better players. I think that uh, they won two Stanley Cups because they had elite players both times on their roster, and uh, they won the Stanley Cup, and and that's just the, the gist of it. There's nothing else to say. I don't think that the Panthers have ever really had uh, any s- superstar players uh, to be honest with you, I mean, at one point they had Yager, but he was old. Uh, all I know is, uh, unless I'm mistaken, I could have sworn he played down there, played everywhere, basically. Uh, he's still playing in Russia. But you know what I mean? Like, the Panthers have never had the star power and the talent that the Lightning have had. Yeah, and Luongo, you could argue, was a superstar at the time. But they they, they never 
competed at the same level the Lightning did. And it's a little frustrating because uh, uh, Jeff Vinnick took over uh, basically the same time new ownership took over here in, in South Florida. Both teams, uh, South Florida, the Panthers, expanded early, Tampa Bay later. But uh, Tampa Bay has become more of a uh, you know, focal point for hockey in that region than it was here. And they've had some all-star games, two of them. They've uh, got the new arena done. And there's a lot of discussion about what they can do to improve the product here. You just got to win. That's the bottom line. You got to win. And, and they're, they're, you know, they're moving in the right direction, but it does not happen overnight. They've had a couple of chances here in the last minute, and both times uh, Vasilevsky made the save. I have to say four and a half minutes left, still 2-1. I have to say that this team, this version of the Panthers, is, I think, the best team they've had. And they are talented, uber-talented. They have all kinds of young star players, Barkov, et cetera. But at the same time, they're still not as talented as Tampa. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, the Panthers have this great team. They beat Tampa five times. But you know as well as I do, when you watch that game tonight and you saw, uh, you know, early in the game, Stamp goes and Palat score goals, and it's 2 nothing. you knew real quickly that you had a problem on your hands, and it's that they're just better. <laughs> they're just a better team. They're a better – they have better players. They, you have a great team now, and they're still better than you. Tampa is quicker. They're more seasoned. They're more experienced. They've won a Stanley Cup. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. And the Panthers are aspirational. It is good to know that they're moving in the right direction. And, uh, you know, South Florida, it is interesting. Brian Flores was kind of the, the, the main guest in the house tonight, the Dolphins coach. Right. So right. I was talking to the Panthers' ownership, and I said, you, you, you're doing the right thing. This is not really the heat town anymore. It was never been a Marlins town. So why not link with the uh, Dolphins? And that's what they're doing. So they they, they got to continue with progress. This is not a team that, like Atlanta was, as you know, and like Phoenix, in danger of, well, you're going to lose it. They got a great arena lease. They got a great following, small. But uh, now they got to perform. Well, I think that they have a good owner, and so uh, he's filthy rich from New York, and I think he's uh, been good for them, and I think that they're not going anywhere from South Florida. They're, they're not in any kind of peril at all. I think the... I think Phoenix is again, like they went from being in trouble to not being in trouble when the league saved their ass to going back to, uh, you know, local ownership. And then, uh, they got their problems again. Like that franchise is on, uh, in my opinion, shaky ground. Would you not agree with that? Well, yeah. Uh, Barraway tried. There were a number of people who were trying to get the deal done. Gary Bettman is, really committed to keeping hockey in the Southwest. You know, he was committed to hockey in Atlanta before 0 for 2, and you were you were involved in that. You know that. And then the right. Flames gone, Flames gone, and that's enough. And so uh, Thrasher's gone. And then when you think about it, uh, he'll he's committed to franchises he know have a chance. Charlotte, uh, Tampa, uh, all of the Carolina, I mean Carolina, Tampa, all of the kind of Sunbelt franchises that look like 
they've got a chance to succeed, he's all for. The Sunbelt strategy, a big deal for him. But you got also got to perform. And uh, I think the, the ownership group is big here. The arena is important here. And so it's a step in the right direction. Whether they win or not this week, it would have been a big deal had they won this series. But I think they'll be okay even if they don't. So anyway, let me tell you what I felt uh, the difference was in Atlanta and why they failed. Uh, and it had nothing to do with me. Okay. I know it was easy for them to blame me for all their problems in their first season, their expansion year of 99, when they won 11 games. Uh, I was the only person they got rid of. Uh, all I know is, I, you know, I was glad. I mean, bottom line is, is the facts remain. I've told the story 5 million times. They asked me what I wanted to do. I said, I want to go home. And they said, we want you to go home too. And that was the end of it. And then they paid me for three more years. So people can say whatever they want. No one ever says ever. They may say whatever they want about me, but no one ever said I sucked at calling a hockey game. No one ever said that. They said, I was crazy. Yes. I was insane. Yes. I was entertaining. You better believe I was entertaining. I was the wildest, most entertaining announcer in the whole league, bar none. Bar none. But here's why they lost By the that way, franchise. Time out. Time out. What, time out. What, was it, what was it like calling a game with a team that only won 11 games? It was awful. It was prison. And it was, uh, I, I started calling the other team's goals exciting, and that made them mad. Uh, they didn't like that I called the, the game just objectively on both ends. I just called a good game. I was like, this is an exciting game. I'm going to call it that way, whether we win or we don't. I'm not going to be like the guy. Every guy in the league does the same thing. In my opinion, 90% of them, when the other team scores, you'd think they were at a funeral. Uh, so I don't do it that way. I just call exciting plays, exciting plays. If there's a great goal, I call it that way. Like if I would have called the golden eye Bailey's backhander against the penguins, I would have said that was a sickening top shelf backhander. And he just ripped it over his shoulder. He never had a chance. And then, you know, they started getting mad at me for stuff like that, calling games exciting for the other team as they were losing seven to one. And I was like, screw you. I'm not changing who I am uh, because you can't win a game. Why don't you go to practice? You never win. Why don't Why don't you go to the morning skate? You never get any better. What's the point of going? You never You never win. You never get better. You never improve. You think All you do is lose. Ever work? So So you let me tell you the, why what happened. Let me No, it's finished in Atlanta. It It'll never go back there again. Here's why they lost. It had nothing to do with me. It had to do with Rick. It's simple. Gary Bettman and his minions screwed it up. Well, unlike what they did for Vegas, when they did the Vegas draft, they gave them a good player from every team and a good goalie. When the Thrashers did their draft, they said, good luck. And they had to draft the biggest scrub hack pile of losers you ever saw in your life. I made fun of the team one day, the other day, Ray Ferraro got mad when I said he was washed when they got him. And he was, he was completely washed when they got him. They didn't have one good player on the whole G damn team. They had no Kelly Bookburger. He was so finished. He had rust on his skates. Bottom line, they had no talent from day one. They got the expansion draft was a joke. They gave them no players, no talent, no depth, all hacks. They got a bunch of uh, players from Europe and, and wherever. Anyone they could, Pear, Svart, Vodit. No one's ever heard of that guy in their entire life. That was the type of hacks that they had on that team. We'll come back with Rick Haro and continue this conversation and do the tech and sports fives on a bench.
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See Walmart.com for details. Winning isn't a mystery. It's remaking the odds in your favor by developing a strategy through deftly applied expert information and insights. Where do you get this information? Right here. Well, duh. Get the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench with Scott Farrell on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, for all on the bench, we're talking to our sports business and legal insider, uh, Rick Carl on the bench. He just left the Panthers game. They're going to lose. Uh, they give up the empty netter. It's 3-1 Tampa, so Tampa will lead that series 2-0. And uh, anyway, Rick, I was telling you the story. So what happened was they, they had the expansion draft. They drafted uh, Derek Stefan with the number one pick in the draft, and it, he only had about 10 concussions when they drafted him. Like Don Waddell, he had to be stupid or drunk. I don't care what anybody says. You cannot draft a guy with five or six concussions in the juniors as your number one player. I know he was a star player, but he had so many concussions. Like he never lasted five minutes in the NHL. And he never amounted to a hill of beans because he got his bell rung so many times. Let's face facts. That's the truth. Then they got... uh. Ilya Kovalchuk, and they screwed that up. And they also got Danny Heatley, who was a great player in Ottawa. When he eventually went to Ottawa, he had a 50-goal season. He played on multiple Canadian teams in the Olympics, everything else. But when he was with the Thrashers, he got in a car crash in his Ferrari and killed his teammate, Dan Snyder, and got off. He wasn't drunk. He had been drinking but did not fail the breathalyzer, was under the legal limit. Uh, the Snyder family, they were good friends. They did not want him to go to prison. He got all, all kinds of vehicular homicide dropped down to like, you know, 
misdemeanors, basically. He got, the judge gave him a sentence. He couldn't drive a car faster than 70 miles an hour or a six-cylinder, nothing above that. And the guy ended up, his life was so ruined and so miserable that he ended up getting traded to Ottawa. And then he had a career. So my point being, everyone that they ever touched turned to mud. <laughs> Excuse me. They turned to mud. Their, their their first expansion draft was a joke. Their first player selected was a guy with a bunch of concussions. Then they got two of the best players in the league, and they screwed up both of them. Kobolchuk never lasted in Atlanta, and neither did Heatley. And so everything they touched turned to mud, and then they went broke because – 10 years later, they were gone, and it, the fascination wore off. The first year, they sold out every game. Second year, sold out every game. And then third year on, nobody went to the games because they sucked. And then once people stopped going to Phillips Arena, the went they didn't make any money. What? You think, if the, you think if the team was any better, Atlanta would have supported it? I think they would have for sure. Like anything else, uh, if you win – they will uh, pack the building, and they will support them, and everybody will be a poser hockey fan. The first year there, when I was there, they had great fans, sold out every night. It was a fascination like it was in Las Vegas. Now, the difference is is that in Las Vegas, and you know this as well as I do, when they did the draft, when they did the expansion draft, <laughs> they got Marc-Andre Fleury as their goalie, and they got a bunch of great players. From every team, they got a good player, and they had a stacked team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year. The Thrashers couldn't win a game with what the NHL's expansion rules were so different. When Atlanta came into the league, they were handcuffed from day one, and they went under because they never won, and then the fans stopped coming. Thus, they stopped printing money. The first two years, they were printing money. And everybody was sponsoring them, every corporation in Atlanta, Coca-Cola, all of them. Every sponsor in the world was on board. By year three and four or five, nobody wanted anything to do with them. By year 10, they were in Pig. It was over. And that's why. So here's the and deal. now, here's Don. The deal. Two, two, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Too little on in Atlanta, too much, too much in Vegas. What do you think they're going to do in Seattle as far as expansion? Well, I think that uh, the, the thing that I wanted to add was is that Don Waddell, I thought, in Atlanta did a bad job. He's done a good job in Carolina. I think the guy knows hockey. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, a good, yeah. he, he's a good GM. He knows what he's doing. But he doesn't know what he's doing when he's got no talent. You can't make trades with no talent. You can't do anything with right. no talent. If you have no talent, you have nothing. So the league changed the rules, and Vegas took advantage of it, and I think Seattle will as well. Seattle will get a solid bunch of players, and they'll never be as bad as the Thrashers were. The Thrashers will end up being, in the history of the NHL, the worst expansion team ever in the history of the league. Bar none, not even close. That's the bottom line. Now, there were teams in 1967 when the Penguins came into the league, Rick, they were a disaster too. But I think, unless I'm mistaken, they won more than 11 games. Okay? They were terrible for well, years. Yeah. You can decide how you want your team to be in the league and then take advantage of the market or not. You remember – the Grizzlies in the NBA, they had no chance of being successful other than Bryant Reeves. 
And who knows whether Vancouver would have been a good NBA market. Maybe, maybe not, but the NBA never gave him a chance. And that's what I'm hearing about Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a mess. I got to be honest with you. Uh, it was it was very frustrating being a part of it. Like losing is contagious. Like everybody was just a drag, and it was it was a weight, and there was an elephant in the room, and it was just we were losers. I mean, I'll never forget. I used to get off the bus when we'd land and the plane and we'd take the bus to the hotel and the hockey fans in every city in the NHL, they wait for the bus to arrive at the team hotel and they get their autographs from players when they get off the bus. I knew how bad we sucked. This is a true story. When I got off the bus, I got more of a cheer and more of a reception and more of a following and more demand for autographs and pictures than any player on the entire team. And it's because I had uh, been in Atlanta doing radio, and then I had been on television on MTV, and I had been on Battle Dome uh, for three years in 300 markets, and I was more famous than every player on the team. And that's a fact. And Ted Turner brought me there for that reason, and the Schillers. And the reality is the players hated it. They hated seeing the play-by-play radio guy get more attention than them. I get off the plane and off the bus and fans would cheer my name. None of them. And it was embarrassing. The whole thing was, I even knew it. I felt uncomfortable with that. I was like, well, you guys really suck. Cause I was friends with all the players. They all partied with me and broke all the rules. I went out drinking with them. I went out partying with them. I wasn't allowed to do any of that. And I broke all the rules because the players knew that I was cool. And just like you and I hang out, you hang out with me cause we're fun. You like hanging out with me. No, it's no different than them. We, you always go golf with me, go to dinner. We go to games because we enjoy each other's company. Same way with the players. They loved hanging out with me, inviting me to their homes, whatever. And the team said there was none of that allowed. And I was like, you never win. Shut up. I'm not listening to you. Fire me. Go ahead. I don't care. I'll go back to doing radio in five minutes. I let them know from the beginning. You want to push me around? I'm going to push back. You're going to fire me, and you're going to pay me for four years because I had a guaranteed contract, and I was, you know, I'm not stupid. So they paid me for four I said, go ahead and fire me. Go ahead. Do it. And the guy did it. And then I was like, see, here's where you send the checks. Every two weeks for four years I got paid. It was the best job I ever had because I never worked for any of the money. I mean, one more. It's capitalism at its finest. I got paid a ton of money to do nothing. What could be better than that? Especially especially with you getting paid and not working. But here's even more the important thing. Atlanta is a major metropolitan city. The Hawks are good when they play well. They are not supported when they suck. Falcons, Braves, same thing. And they deserve a fourth franchise in the NHL. The NHL deserves to be in Atlanta. And it's really unfortunate that that expansion process caused Atlanta to be kind of a tarnished market. Now, people uh, can lay blame all they want to, but I think right. you're probably right. You're right. You're right as far as the players. I guarantee you they will never have another team in Atlanta in the NHL. I mean, you can't swing and miss twice and then get another team. I mean, they won't even have minor league hockey. I think they do have minor league hockey there in Gwinnett or whatever. Uh, they always had minor league hockey yeah, right. there. It's a great town. I'm still popular there. I'm still well-known there. I lived there three times. Uh, I love Atlanta. I have nothing but love for Atlanta. It's a great city. I always liked it. My wife hated it. But the fans there have always loved me. To this day, I'm on there now. So uh, I love Atlanta, and I love doing the Thrasher play-by-play job for the year I did it. 
but uh, I couldn't deal with the people uh, that ran it, and I couldn't deal with their with their BS. You know what it was? I'll tell you this much. Last last but not least, they were a bunch of people that were not hockey people. Okay, they were like baseball people, and they were television people and Turner people that ran it. So you had a bunch of people that have never run a hockey team before in their life. The only person that had experience at all was Don Waddell. And that was it. They had all these other people that had never been in hockey and they didn't know what they were doing. They just pretended like they knew what they were doing. They tried to be real professional and serious and they wore their suits every day and they walked around like every game was the most important thing in the world. Meanwhile, they never won a game the whole time I was there. I was like, you people are a bunch of idiots. And then I, you can quote me on that. I didn't meet one smart person the whole time I was there. Not one. Not one person did I meet that was smart. And I mean to tell you, I was drunk and everything else, and I was getting laid. And I'll tell you another thing. I was smart. <laughs> I'll tell you that deal I cut was smart, wasn't it? I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, I never met was. anyone smart. Especially You're one of the smartest people I know, Haro, and you would never do a dumb deal. If there's one person I know doesn't do dumb deals, it's Rick Haro. That's why the NFL hires you. That's well, why the NBA hires you. That's why everyone crazy. hires you. But they yeah. hire me, and I'm not stupid. But I met a bunch of stupid people when I worked with that hockey team, I'll tell you that much. And they can all kiss my ass if they want to argue with me about it. I'll humiliate them because everything I tell about that story well, is true, and everything they tell about it is a lie. I tell it like it is, and the fans know it's true, too. You know what has been great tonight is that I've talked to Haro about that for a half an hour and the hockey uh, game that his team lost tonight, and we never got to talking about the Tech or Sports 5. I'm down to a minute, but I will say this. Uh, You know, next week I promise we'll do the Tech and Sports (laughs) 5. Well, by the way, and in the meantime – I will send you my invoice for the therapy bill that we just incurred for the last 25 minutes. Okay. Cause let me ask you, that was good. uh, That was good. Must see radio pal. And everybody in Atlanta who talks about why they don't have hockey, all the nine year olds who tune in and say, dad, why don't we have hockey? Well, Pharrell just explained it. All right. uh, Mafia, how much time do I got? Cause I got to get a hot dog review from the game tonight. Okay. I got one minute. How was the hot dog? Hot dog was really good. Onions were really good. The problem was I ate it between the first and second period with a bunch of the Panther brain trust there. Nobody was excited about doing it because I think they knew it was coming. And this was a classic beatdown. 2-1, but a beatdown. I mean, in the last nine minutes when you were talking about thrashers, we knew that they weren't having any chance to win. Now, they can also go back and win uh, two games in, in Tampa. Not likely. But the hot dog was okay. It was tempered by the fact that the right. host of the hot dog organization did not win. That was important. Yeah, well, it was. they got an empty netter, so they lost 3-1. to one. Uh, They're down 2 nothing in the series. That is now shifting to Amelie in Tampa on the Gulf Coast. Have fun with that. Although, the Panthers did beat them five times this year. Maybe they'll wake up from the uh, malaise they're in right now. Rick, good stuff. I enjoyed it either way. Great job on Coast to Coast and for all on the bench today. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great rest of the week. All right, man. Talk to you next week. Bye. All right, there he is. Rick Haro speeding along the Florida Turnpike. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, 
and Judy Woodruff come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. They were going through the motions. They were lifeless. I don't like that or condone that at all. I play it straight up, yo. All right, so if we're all on the bench, uh, I told Mafia the old story. I, I've said it a few times on the air over the years. I went out with a player one night, and uh, we ended up with two playmates in a uh, hotel suite. And there was just, I don't even know how to describe it, uh, just sex going on and uh i had we ordered lobsters <laughs> and we were eating lobsters and i had giant lobsters i mean enormous like uh you know the most expensive lobsters money could buy on a table this guy rolled into the suite and took the silver tops off and we had giant lobsters and big bowls of butter <laughs> heated butter and bottles of vuv clicquot and we were drinking champagne eating lobster with butter on it and pouring champagne bubbly all over naked chicks. And I mean to tell you, it happened and it was fun. And I have no regrets, no reservations, and I tell it like it is. And it was one of the best times I ever had. <laughs> Woo! Mafia does not approve of my behavior in my younger days. He has said to me many times, there's something wrong with me and I'm demented, distorted, and I'm confused about reality and i behave poorly in public and i, I just don't know how you still lie on the stories you've told me between the, the hockey players and the rock stars you hung out with the things that went on i don't know how you're still alive it's true all the, the rock the rock and roll stories are even worse they're even worse because there was bad things felonies involved there bad bad dirty 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 naughty boy it was a naughty boy so anyway i think the panthers are in big trouble mister they're going to Tampa to take on the Stanley Cup champs down two zip in that series. Penguins won one now with the Islanders headed to Long Island to the Nassau Coliseum. And this game, Vegas and Mini, scoreless after one. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 